Well, dear family, we are continuing in our communion meditation, uh, working through John 17, the precious prayer of the Lord for us. So if you would turn to that, I will be reading verses 1 through 6 today, not 6 through 8 as it says in the bullet. Jesus spoke these words, that is the sermon from the last three chapters. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Father, again, we pray that we would have ears to hear, eyes to see the truth, and that we would live it for the glory of your name. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last week in verse 5, in the first section of this prayer of the Lord to uh, his Father for us, for his disciples and for us, Our Lord Jesus asked that he would be glorified. That he would be glorified as he had glory with his Father before the world began. And we begin today from verse 6, a a section that actually goes from verse 6. It's the largest section of the prayer if if it's divided up uh, to help us understand it. Uh, It goes from verse 6 to verse 19. And that section is generally referred to as the prayer for his immediate disciples. Those who were given to him by the Father the last, uh, his last three years on earth. Those called to be his servants. Those who were called to be his eyewitnesses. And I was going to speak about ver- uh, verses 6 through 8 because it actually it kind of fits together, but I ran out of, I had too many thoughts. So uh, Lord willing, next time we will do that. We'll look at 6 through 8 as a section. Uh, but we'll be looking at verse 6 today. Uh, Verses 7 and 8, though, uh, describe who the disciples are, really. It helps us understand who they are and uh, their actions, their actions of faith, what what it meant to be a disciple and what it means for us to be a disciple. And now here in the first part of verse 6, our Lord prayed to his Father and he said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. Our Lord Jesus manifested himself. He revealed himself. He made known to his disciples, the living God. As God in the flesh, with his full glory veiled, he manifested his Father's name to them, it says. In other words, who his Father is, the attributes of the Father, the truth about God's character and his person. And they had many errors to be uh, instructed in. They were given to Jesus, these men, as those chosen out of the world, In our covenant readings today, I read what the Lord said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1. He said to to the prophet, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Praise God. He knows his own. And he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Some versions put the in love part near the beginning of that. He chose us in love. He chose you in love. And after I read that from Jeremiah 1, you responded in this way. You all responded, you have laid your hand upon me. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Indeed, to know that the God Almighty, our Creator, who is holy, has laid His hand on us. He has laid His hand on you. He has chosen us to be His, and He is with us, really is too wonderful to understand. May God open our eyes to behold the wondrous things in His law, which we see here. He has laid His hand upon us. In John chapter 11, our Lord said, All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Our Lord willed to reveal his, fa- his Father to those given to him, uh, to his disciples. And he continues, praise God, to reveal his Father to us through his precious word and by his Spirit. And he said earlier in his sermon, uh, before this uh, prayer, He said, he who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Again, he has promised to manifest himself to us as we love him, as we love his word. And they go together. They always will. Our Lord said earlier in this letter in John 6, all that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. He will never cast us away. These are those who are his, who were given to him by the Father to redeem. And it is the will of the Father that none of those given to him would be lost. And then in the second part of verse six here, the Lord said to his Father in heaven, they were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. So these disciples were the fathers, Jesus said, and then he said, you gave them to me. And this Joyful giving of what the Father's uh, is the Father's to His beloved Son is what we should rejoice in every day we get up and have breath. That the Father gave us to His Son in His love for His Son and His love for us. And those given to Jesus, it says here, kept His word. Now the disciples, of course, you all know, were sometimes not quick to understand and they, were, um, they needed some instruction in what Um, the scriptures really meant. But they stayed with him by the grace of God and they were sanctified by him and they followed him. And they followed his word to the end, to death, because they were his. They loved him and they loved his word. The Puritan uh, Thomas Manton, who was uh, the clerk for the Westminster Assembly and he's also the chaplain for Oliver Cromwell. So Thomas Manton said this, the Lord knew the weakness of his disciples, but they were kept by him. And they were persevered in him, meaning they persevered because of uh, his grace, except the one who was not of him. And concerning that, Matthew Henry said, we that know not who are chosen and who are passed by must pray for all men. That's 1 Timothy 2.1. And he said, while there is life, there is hope and room for prayer. Indeed, we are to pray and hope for those who do not know the Lord Jesus. And we are to proclaim the truth of the gospel of hope in the Lord Jesus. As we do every week at the table here. Every week we are reminded of the gospel of hope. And every week we are given strength to proclaim it again as we go out. So let us come now, dear people, and rejoice in his calling and come in awe that we were given as a gift to our Lord Jesus. And he redeemed us. And rejoice in his invitation 
to come to him now and find grace in him. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we do rejoice in your calling us to commune with you and that you gave us to your Son in your great love for us that we, by grace and by the power of your indwelling Spirit, can now keep what you have given to us. We can believe in your word and your promise to manifest yourself to us. May it be so even now. Oh Lord, open our eyes, even as we come now, to see you and to delight in your love for us. For we ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.